For day eight, we have uh, St. Joseph pray for us, and corresponding with day eight is the reading of Delight of the Saints on page 85. This is a fairly long section. It's about eight pages long, so I expect about 20 minutes, maybe longer here. But nevertheless, it's a, it's a great insight uh, that, uh, that uh, Father Donald Calloway has on Delight of the Saints, so I'll just jump into it here. From St. Maximilian Kolbe, we hear this, uh, quote, With the exception of our loving mother, St. Joseph stands above all the saints. It's a very powerful testament that he's going to get into. St. Joseph is a unique saint. He is honored and loved as the man closest to Christ. His virtues and holiness are extraordinary. Many of the, father, many of the church fathers, for example, St. Jerome, St. Augustine, praised Joseph as an example of love, humility, and dedication to Jesus and Mary. St. Gregory Nazianzen considered St. Joseph to be so holy that he called him the most luminous of all the saints. He wrote, The Almighty has consecrated in St. Joseph as in the sun of the unrivaled luster, the combined light and splendor of all other saints. St. Gregory Nazianzen his statement is a bold one. As a doctor of the church, his teaching has perennial value. He is claiming that St. Joseph's holiness exceeds even that. Uh, is he asking uh, that St. Joseph's holiness exceeds even that of Our Lady? No, that's not what he is saying. There is, however, something very important to be learned from St. Gregory's exalted praise of St. Joseph. Let me explain. From the beginning of Christianity, all of Jesus' followers acknowledged the superlative holiness of Mary, the mother of Jesus. It was rare, however, for anyone in the early church to refer to Mary as a saint. Why is that, you wonder? Well, the early Christians considered Mary to be so holy that they gave her a unique category of holiness. Her person and privileges are so great that she was given the title All-Holy Mother of God. Even today, it is extremely rare for, the, for Catholics to refer to the Virgin Mary as St. Mary. When that title is used by Catholics, it is generally used for a building or an institution that has been named in the honor of the Virgin Mary. For example, many churches, schools, and hospitals are named St. Mary's. In everyday conversation, however, it is almost unheard of for a Catholic to refer to the Virgin Mary as St. Mary. If a Catholic does call her St. Mary, it is likely that the person is a convert to Catholicism, probably a recent one, uh, or from many, uh, from many of the different Protestant denominations. This helps us to understand why saints throughout history ver refer to St. Joseph as the greatest of all the saints. Namely, the Virgin Mary is in a different category altogether. In the kingdom of God, Mary is the most elevated of all the creatures. But St. Joseph outranks all the other saints. Please keep this distinction in mind as you make your way through the rest of this book. At times, we will, it will seem as though saints, blesseds, and popes are claiming that St. Joseph is holier than Mary in their statements. Just remember, he isn't. <coughs> okay, so the early church understood St. Joseph to be the holiest human person after Mary. But what about the statement Jesus himself made regarding the greatness of St. John the Baptist? Remember that? 
In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus says, I tell you, among those born of women, no one is greater than John the Baptist. That is from Luke chapter 7, verse 28. Isn't Jesus saying that St. John the Baptist is greater than St. Joseph? Actually, that's not what Jesus is saying at all. In the 16th century, St. Lawrence of Brindisi offered an articulate and well-thought-out response to this exact question. He wrote, Though not his, meaning Jesus' father, by generation, he, St. Joseph, was his father in his upbringing, his care, and affection for his heart. It seems to me, therefore, that Joseph is clearly the holiest of all the saints, holier than the patriarchs, holier than the prophets, than the apostles, than all other saints. The objection cannot be raised that the Lord said of John the Baptist, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist, Luke chapter 7, verse 28, or Matthew eleven eleven. Just as this cannot be understood <coughs> to mean that John is even holier than Christ or the Blessed Virgin Mary, so it cannot be understood in reference to blessed, the Blessed Joseph, the spouse of the Virgin Mary and the father of Christ. For just as husband and wife are one flesh, so too Joseph and Mary were one heart, one soul, one spirit. And as in the first marriage, God created Eve to be like Adam. So in the second marriage, he made Joseph to be like the Virgin, the Blessed Virgin in holiness and justice. That whole thing was the quote by St. Lawrence of Brindisi. St. Lawrence's reasoning is theologically brilliant and flawless. After all, Jesus and Mary themselves were born of women. Jesus can't possibly be stating that St. John the Baptist is greater than the Son of God and his Immaculate Mother. To be understood, <coughs> to better understand why Jesus is not saying that John the Baptist is greater than St. Joseph, it is important to examine the entire statement made by Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. It reads in totality, I tell you, among those born of women, no one is greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. When you read this entire passage, then you realize that Jesus is making this statement before the new covenant is established. St. John the Baptist is the greatest of Old Testament figures because he is the friend of the bridegroom. He is the greatest man, not because he is the holiest man who ever lived, but because he is the best man at the wedding of the Messiah. See John chapter 3 verse 29. He is the greatest man of the old covenant, not the new covenant. Who is the more important person at a wedding, the best man or the bride? The answer is obvious. The bride is the greatest. What Jesus is saying, therefore, is that everyone, even the least person in the kingdom of heaven, that is, those who celebrate the wedding of the Lamb, is a spouse to God, and therefore greater than the best man at the wedding. In heaven, even the least person is greater than John the Baptist. Even, <coughs> let me restate that. In heaven, even the least person is greater than John the Baptist was held to be on earth because they are eternally espoused to God. They can no longer sin. Another way of understanding the preeminence of St. Joseph over all the saints, include, including St. John the Baptist, is by acknowledging the supreme dignity of the fatherhood of St. Joseph. As great as John the Baptist is, he was not the father of Jesus Christ. 
fatherhood has rights and privileges to accompany its duties and responsibilities, and the fatherly mission of St. Joseph required greater graces than any other saint has ever received. And again, a quote from St. Lawrence of Brindisi. In any, kingdom, in any kingdom, not only the king and the queen, who shine forth in the kingdom like the sun and the moon, but also the kingdom's princes, dukes, and governors, etc., and especially the parents and blood relatives of the king, who shine like the stars in the sky, are held in honor by the king's good and faithful subjects. So, my friends, reason certainly demands that in the kingdom of Christ, not only Christ and the Blessed Virgin Mary be worthy of high esteem, but also all the saints, especially this blessed man Joseph, the father of Christ and the spouse of the Most Holy Virgin, be held in highest honor by Christ himself as his father and by the Most Holy Virgin as her husband. St. Lawrence is a remarkable apologist for St. Joseph. By way, St. Lawrence, it, by the way, St. Lawrence is also a doctor of the church. In the same sermon, St. Lawrence offers yet another reason why St. Joseph's exalted place in the kingdom of heaven is greater than any of the other saints. He writes, If Christ sits at the right hand of his Father in the glory of paradise above all the choirs of angels, because he is first of all the predestined and was the holiest and holiest in this world and if the blessed virgin by reason of her holy her own holiness holds the second place after christ because she also is also second by reason of predestination from eternity and grace and time it seems to me that because joseph holds the third place after christ in eternal predestination and grace and time so by the same reasoning he holds he also holds the third place in the glory of paradise. Saint Joseph is the greatest saint in the kingdom of heaven because God predestined him for that position. This reality should make our hearts extremely joyful. And he's going to explain this in a minute. Here's a quote from Saint Leonard of Port Maurice. Rejoice, devout servants of Joseph, for you are close to paradise. The ladder leading up to it has but three wrongs, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And here is a quote from St. Alphonsus Liguri. Who is not aware that after the Blessed Mother, St. Joseph is, of all the saints, the one who is the dearest to God. The exalted status given to St. Joseph by doctors of the church has led to a particular way of describing the love and reverence due to St. Joseph. The following distinctions were created by theologians and are very helpful for understanding the reverence due to God and his saints. And there are four levels of, uh, I guess you could say, reverence toward various saints, uh, and even Christ himself I see here. So the first Latin word is latria, meaning adoration, and that points toward God himself. Only God has that title of worship or adoration. Hyperdulia is the highest, highest reverence, and that is pointing toward Mary. Protodulia, another Latin word meaning first revered, that goes to St. Joseph. And protodulia is not used for regular saints. Dulia uh, is, is another word for revered, and that's for all the other saints. So St. Joseph receives, receives a special title above dulia, or the revered, calling St. Joseph 
in the line of Protodulia or first revered. In a unique place over all the others is God. He alone is worthy of adoration. In Greek, the word for adoration of is latria or latria. Only God is worthy of latria or adoration. The Virgin Mary, below God, but above everyone else, including the highest choirs of angels, is given a special form of veneration, whose Greek name is hyperdulia, which means highest reverence. St. Joseph, below Mary, but above all the other saints, is accorded a form of veneration, whose Greek name is protodulia, which means first revered among all other saints. But not least, but not least are the saints. We acknowledge their holiness and honor them with the type of veneration which the Greek name is dulia, which means reverence. I was thinking that, that all that was in Latin. Evidently, that is in Greek. One, <coughs> one saint uh, who loved and revered St. Joseph in an extraordinary manner is St. Teresa of Avila, another doctor of the church. In her autobiography, St. Teresa tells the story of how she was healed from a serious illness through the intercession of St. Joseph. Her miraculous healing led her to zealously spread devotion to St. Joseph. She was so convinced of the power and efficacy of St. Joseph's intercession that she changed people to she challenged people to put devotion to St. Joseph to the test. St. Teresa of Avila was a bold woman then. This is what she wrote in her autobiography. I wish I could persuade everyone to be devoted to the glorious St. Joseph, for I have, great, I have great experience of the blessings which he can obtain from God. I do, not remember, I do not remember that I have ever asked anything of him which he failed to grant. I'm astonished at the great favors which God has bestowed on me through, his, through this blessed saint. And at the pearls at the perils from which we have been which he has delivered me both in body and in soul to other saints the lord seems to have given grace to help us in some of our necessities but my experience is that saint joseph helps us in all of them also that the lord wishes to teach us that as if he was himself subject on earth to saint joseph so in heaven he now does all that joseph asks This has also been the experience of other persons whom I have advised to commend themselves to the saint. I only request for the love of God, whoever will not believe me will test the truth of what I say, for he will see by experience how great a blessing it is is to recommend oneself to the glorious patriarch and to be devoted to him, meaning St. Joseph. Many people have taken St. Teresa up on her devotional challenge, St. Teresa's confidence in St. Joseph rests on firm theological foundations. Several centuries before St. Teresa, St. Thomas Aquinas, another doctor of the church, and universally acclaimed as the greatest theologian in the history of the church, called the powerful intercession of St. Joseph unlimited. He wrote, There are many saints to whom God has given the power to to assist us in the necessities of life, but the power given to St. Joseph is unlimited. It extends to all our needs, and all those who invoke him with confidence are sure to be heard. Truth to be told, truth be told, there are endless number of holy men and women who have extolled the greatness of Saint Joseph, in other words, as for his intercession. All saints 
delight in him. To list all the saints who loved or were devoted to him would be impossible, but there are a select few that I that stand out and I write here. Saint Bernardine of Siena, Saint Lawrence of Brindisi, Saint Teresa of Avila, Saint Francis de Sales, Venerable Maria of Agreda, Saint Alphonsus Liguri, Blessed William Joseph Chaminade, Blessed Maria Repetto, Saint Peter Julian Amard, Blessed Jean Joseph Latast, Saint Leonardo Murialdo, Saint Luigi Guanella, Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich, Saint Joseph Amarello, Blessed Maria Teresa of Joseph, Saint Joseph, Blessed Petra of Saint Joseph, Saint Andre Besset, Vener- the Venerable Fulton uh, Sheen, Saint uh, Jose Maria Escriva, Blessed Gabriel Allegra. You might be familiar with some of the names on this list, but I bet there are some that you have never heard of. Don't worry, you will find out more about them as we go through this book. They are the champions of St. Joseph. Saint, saints, blesseds, and mystics are not the only ones who have loved and delighted in St. Joseph. Many popes have also praised the greatness of St. Joseph. Namely, a few here, blessed Pope Pius IX, Pope Leo XIII, Pope Benedict XV, Venerable Pope Pius XII, St. Uh, Pope John the Twenty Third, Saint John Paul the Second. So the saints of the last century and a half. The list of popes is considerably shorter than the list of saints, isn't it? The reason is because papal promotion of Saint Joseph, while not entirely new, took centuries to develop. It took church leaders a very long time to fully recognize the greatness of Saint Joseph and proclaim the greatness in official documents. Nevertheless, once the papacy started to promote St. Joseph, it really took off. After blessed Pope Pius IX, there hasn't been a single pope who has not praised the greatness and unique holiness of St. Joseph. Did you know that Pope Leo XIII taught that the dignity of St. Joseph is so great that it can be considered higher than that of the angels, even the highest choirs of angels? He wrote the following. The dignity of the mother of God is so elevated that there can be no higher created one. But since St. Joseph was united to the Blessed Virgin by the conjugal bond, there is no doubt that he approached nearer than any other to the supereminent dignity of hers by which the mother of God surpasses all created, uh, created natures. Conjugal union is the greatest of all. By its very nature, it is combined by a reciprocal communication of the goods of the spouses. If then God gave St. Joseph to Mary to be her spouse, he certainly did not give him merely as a companion in life, a witness of her virginity, a guard of her honor, but he made him also participate by the conjugal bond in the eminent dignity which was hers. So he's not saying a sexual bond, but simply the uh, I believe he's getting at the unity that is made when um, when two people get married. The two are no longer uh, two, but they become one body, one flesh. Uh, in essence, they're trying. To, they should be working toward becoming one uh, soul. Isn't that powerful? Pope Leo the theological statement is one of the most powerful ever made by Saint Joseph about Saint Joseph. 
Your spiritual father is higher than the angels. In Catholic theology, it has always been taught that the Virgin Mary's love of God and therefore her dignity and closeness to God surpasses those of all others, all other created beings, including the angels. Her cooperation with God is unique because she collaborated materially, physically, meaning in the incarnation of the second person of the Holy Trinity. For centuries, it was thought that after Mary's great dignity, the nine choirs of angels were nearer to God than any all other creatures because of their role and mission as servants and ministers of God's holy will. However, as the theology of St. Joseph has developed and become more prominent in the life of the church, it has become clear that there is there is another human person who is above all the choirs of angels, that is, St. Joseph. St. Bartolo Longo wrote this, O God, the glory of Joseph is known only by you and your angels. Men are not worthy to know it. The admirable saint is higher than the heavenly spirits. And St. George Preca wrote the following, The dignity of St. Joseph is so great that none can be greater. St. Joseph has a dignity and closeness to God that surpasses that of all the holy angels. Angels are close to God, to be sure, because they are servants of his will. St. Joseph is close to God because he is the father of Jesus. St. Joseph's cooperative role in the redemption required greater graces than any angel has ever received. Though not the biological father of Jesus, and therefore not someone who cooperated in the same way as did Mary in the Incarnation, St. Joseph nonetheless cooperated morally in the Incarnation by raising the God-man, Jesus, with perfect paternal love. Mary was not unwed, an unwed mother when she conceived the Savior of the world in the womb. In her womb, she was married to St. Joseph. The incarnation took place within the context of Joseph's marriage to Mary. St. Joseph's role was planned from all eternity, even before the creation of angels. It's a very profound insight. Furthermore, Jesus never called any angel father. No angel, no matter how exalted, ever educated the God-man. God does not obey angels. St. Joseph, on the other hand, not only educated Jesus, but was privileged to command the God-man, Jesus, in his role as father of the Messiah. This fatherly love, dignity, and authority is revered for St. Joseph. It is such a wondrous dignity that God made St. Joseph the spiritual father of all humanity, as well as the patron of the universal church. You may have not known that, but he is indeed St. Joseph is the patron of the Universal Church. No angel, regardless of their ranking in the heavenly choirs, has such dignity. The surpassing dignity of the fatherhood of St. Joseph is the reason Pope Pius XI stated the intercession of St. Joseph is all-powerful before God. He wrote, <coughs> The intercession of St. Joseph is that of the husband, the putative father, the head of the family of Nazareth, which was composed of himself, Mary and, Je Mary and Jesus. And St. Joseph was truly the head or master of that house. His intercession cannot be but all-powerful. For what could Jesus and Mary, for what could Jesus and Mary refuse to St. Joseph? He was entirely consecrated to them all of his life, to whom they truly owed the, meaning, the means of their earthly, earthly existence. St. Joseph is the delight of the saints and popes. He should be your delight as well. 
Saint, uh, Saint John the 23rd wrote the following. All the saints in glory assuredly merit honor and particular respect, but it is evident, evident that next to the Blessed Mother, Saint Joseph possesses a just title to a more sweet, more intimate and penetrating place in our hearts belonging to him alone. Saint uh, Blessed Bart Bartolo Longo said this, Saint Joseph after Mary is the greatest saint and the most dear to Jesus. That sums up the delight of the saints. I hope you enjoyed uh, learning more about uh, Saint Joseph. God bless guys.